Welcome to The Gathering Place with Blessed Is She. I'm Jenna Gizar. And I'm Beth Davis. Pull up a chair and grab a drink. Or you could just keep doing what you're doing. Pull up a chair in your heart. (laughs) Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hey, Beth. Hi, Jenna. How are you? Great. It's a great morning. I found in my garage today all of our chapsticks that we made for our conferences and retreats and whatever, because, you know, it's about to be 120 degrees. (laughs) Right. So I needed to take them out of the garage Mm -hmm. so they wouldn't melt. But... They're my favorite. Mine too. Can you tell the people about them? Because we haven't even had them on the website, and I'll put them on the website after this. Get out of here. People don't even know. We people only, have no idea. We gave the them goodness. out uh, as swag, like come stop by our booth at Seek 2019, and they were gone in like 30 seconds. This you is show them a too. vegan spearmint lip balm with SPF 15. It's just a beautiful color. I feel but peaceful wait, looking there's at the more. packaging. But the chapstick says Jesus is the balm. B-A-L-M. Balm. And literally, this chapstick is the balm. I love it. It's the balm and the bomb, and Jesus is the bomb. Amen, amen. I loved Seek because our like main theme of it, mm-hmm. I just really loved. Yeah. It was love Jesus, make friends. Yeah, so cool. Which is so fun. It's catchy. Like, I don't want to say it's catchy because I think I wrote it. The You're Lord. not saying it's catchy. The Lord did it. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's catchy. People loved it. They walked up, they saw these postcards, and they were like, love Jesus, make friends. Yeah. What? Like, that's what we're about? That's what it's all about, yeah. this life. Totally. Well, our main things mm-hmm. <laughs> are two main things, prayer and community. That's like a little catchphrase that sums up prayer and community. Yeah. Love Jesus, make friends. Right. We're running with it. We're doubling down (laughs) on prayer and community. And so this summer, we're going to be talking a lot about friendship. And I know it's been on your heart for a long time. Your heart for the whole community is deep, meaningful, lasting, Christ-centered friendship. Yeah. I hear you say this all the time. I want everyone to have one friend, just one friend that they can really go all in with in terms of the Lord. Someone to process with, someone to talk to about their prayer someone to share the painful stuff and to be encouraged and to breathe hope when they feel hopeless. I remember talking about it in Ireland because yeah. I had the opportunity to share a bit about my testimony of a really beautiful friendship that helped change my life. And in talking about it, I just realized too that it's not even through hard times that really beautiful Christ-centered friendships change our lives where they have for me. But it also is in the really beautiful, happy times. It's someone who can rejoice with you on another level than a secular friend. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Totally. It's like, I'm not just happy for you that that's going on in your life, but praise the Lord that he's moving in this way in your life at this time. Let's give him the glory and the thanks for how he's moving in your life. I think it's a subtle difference and it's not just semantics. Like it's not just, I'm happy for you. The Lord is good. It's like a deeper (laughs) recognition on a heart level that God is doing something in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's very affirming and confirming when someone says this beautiful thing that's happening 
for them to see that it's the Lord and to call it out when you might not even have believed that God was in it. Right. Jenna, while we're talking about friendship here, it always cracks me up when we go out and we like meet our blessed she sisters. People think we've been friends forever. People always think we go back, but really we don't. I mean, I knew Mike, your husband, in ministry <laughs> circles, we'd like been at events and had mutual friends, but we didn't know each other really. Really, you and I only became friends when you super randomly, like a stalker, texted mm-hmm. me. I didn't even have your number. I think it was Mike probably that told me to text you. Could have been. I came down and gave a talk on the very first Blessed Is She retreat, Beauty for Ashes. What a time. But we were buds pretty quickly after that. I mean, Beth, you're a pretty infectious person. You yeah. just infect people okay, with well, your goodness. It started as like a really nice thing to say. And then it turned into, is that like a backhanded compliment? <laughs> Definitely a front-handed compliment. Wow. Anyway, the first moment I got to see you speak, it changed my life. So I was like, I need this woman in my life. And the rest is history. It's so cool to think back to that retreat. I remember you called me the very next morning and- I couldn't have articulated it then, but I felt like there's something going on here. That's cool. You never told me that. I mean, you were just so all in. You had such vision and I would never have believed. I did not believe that I was a person with a lot of vision. Mm. I was kind of just like going with it. Doors would open. And that sounds like a really trusting posture. That sounds like I was really open to the Lord's will. And I think I was, but I think there was also a lot of fear in that. I didn't really want to hope for good things or like plan for them or I didn't even want to want big things or different things because I wasn't sure how to make them happen. So I kind of took this posture that's very acceptable in Christian culture of like, no, I'm just like letting the Lord lead. But there wasn't a whole lot of courage in it. And you really changed my life in that way. (laughs) Your courage is infectious. Your Mm. vision is infectious. So it changed my life. To become friends with you. That's really sweet. I've never heard you say that. Come on. I'm not kidding. Listen, for as beautiful as all of that is, friendships are hard too. You have to like work out some really hard stuff in yourself and with other people. I wrote a Blessed Is She devotion about the apostles being called. And I just realized there were two sets of brothers in the apostles who were called. And Uh I was like, there must have been just a lot of family dynamics from the (laughs) get-go. That's funny, yeah. Like brothers. Yeah. And even you hear in the Gospel of John at the resurrection account where, you know, the gospel author is saying the disciple whom Jesus loved arrived at the tomb first, but he waited and let Peter go in. It's true. Yeah. But I just have to wonder if there were like, just very sibling kind of dynamics among them. Because the Lord is such a father. Jesus, again and again in the Gospels, is saying, I'm really just here to show you the father. His presence was very paternal. So anyway, I wonder if the disciples' relationships were just a little fraught. I think it's so interesting to think about the apostles as human. Mm -hmm. Because I think so often we don't. And that's why I love Peter. (laughs) Just this past week, I think it was Father Shea who was like, Peter was a bumbling idiot. And I was like, <laughs> I love you, Father. <laughs> it's just so true. Yeah. They just did not have their stuff together like we do. So I think it's really cool to think they were just like us. They had human friendships. They had struggles with each other. They had these dynamics that were difficult to 
juggle. I mean, they were together all the time. They're walking right. hundreds Literally of miles. Literally walking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're sleeping side by side. They're eating together. Yeah. Like, think about that. How challenging that must have been to be around people like that 24 hours a day. Yeah. Really. And doing ministry. We know. Pride. Yeah. Why did he get to do that, Jesus? Yeah. I read something recently that was really beautiful about how Jesus had pulled the three into a more intimate relationship with himself and how Jesus's love and attention must have been so fulfilling that even though we read that he pulled Peter, James, and John aside multiple times, like when he raised the little girl from the dead, when on the Mount of Transfiguration, he was transfigured before them. There are these instances of him seemingly having like an inner circle or favorites, but you never hear the disciples talk about that or complain about that. It's not like they painted themselves as perfect saintly characters in the scriptures. I mean, they're very honest. The gospel writers are very honest about the failings and the humanity of the apostles. So if there was infighting or jealousy, surely that would have been captured in the scriptures, but it's not. So I think it is the Lord who softens rough edges Mm -hmm. and who makes relational heartache and tension. He smooths it out just simply by his presence. Yeah. I think it's so much because of his 100% presence to each person, too. This person doesn't ever feel abandoned or neglected or looked over because when he is with Jesus, it's 100%. There's an intimacy, Mm -hmm. like you said. And it's funny, that's one of our words that we kind of are trying to encapsulate with our summer campaign this year about friendship. And as you said, we've talked for a long time. I've shared my heart for a long time about my desire for women to have friendships and really to understand kind of the formula to a Christ-centered friendship and not just a faith friend who you see at church every Sunday or you go to church events with, but really a friend that knows your heart that revolves around the Lord. Because I think we can even have those church friends. Yeah. And we might even think we have an intimate friend, you know, we're sharing intentions, but there's no peeling back of, you know, pray for my uncle who has cancer. That feels very personal. It's something, you know, it's a a grief and a worry that I carry with me. But to go a step further and to say how it makes you feel that your uncle has cancer and what your worry is like Mm. and how much it's consuming your thoughts, it's taking it to that deeper level, that intimate level. I love that you use the word formula. That's really what we're doing with the in campaign, our friendship campaign, because I think it's easy to look at a friendship, even like a friendship like ours from the outside and say like, they've been friends forever, but we haven't. It's been built over time. And so we kind of wanted to dissect that process of becoming deep Christ-centered, faithful friends. Mm -hmm. And so like we have kind of these three prongs of invitational, intentional, intimate that it's a gradual building to intimacy. So if you don't have that, if you haven't experienced that, that kind of friendship isn't out of your reach, but it does take a lot of investment. The few times that I've had spiritual direction, it's those times where I'm asked, where was the Lord in that? Mm. And that reminded me of 
sharing, you know, our intentions and saying, you know, I'm really struggling with this with my family or I'm struggling this in a relationship or I'm struggling with this in my marriage. And for someone to look at me and say, where's the Lord in that? How's your heart being consoled by the Lord? What's he doing with you in prayer? Where are you in scripture right now? That it's not just, I'm going to pray for you, which is amazing and works wonders and prayer is everything. Yeah. But like you said, to peel back and say, what's going on in your heart? And I honestly just feel like if everyone had that, what a beautiful place we would be in. What a beautiful place we would be in for each of us to have this desire to grow closer to the Lord, to be able to share intimately what He's doing in our hearts. Yeah, I think what an answer to this pervasive loneliness right. we feel in our culture, yes. even among Christians, yes. even in the church. There is this real self-reliance, isolation that we feel, even with, not to beat a dead horse, I feel like everyone is talking about this, but is social media really even increases the sense of isolation and being on the outside or missing this magical thing that will make your life full of meaningful relationships and beautiful things and exciting vacations. There's a deep relational loneliness to know and be known, Mm -hmm. to be seen, to be loved just as we are. That I think for a long time, I thought that I could only find in the Lord. Because even sometimes when I've had those important relationships, even Christ-centered friendships, even friendships where I've prayed with people, there have been real deep heartaches or betrayals that have happened. And I think in my naivete and in my woundedness, I began to believe that I could only experience that kind of real love in relationship with the Lord. But he's teaching me that forgiveness is a big part of that. And bearing with people is a big part of that. Mm. And that it's not all or nothing, but that relationships are so nuanced. And he's teaching me, honestly, that I can be better and a relationship can be better post big fight, big misunderstanding. Whereas before I didn't think that was possible. Mm. I thought it was you either clicked with somebody or it wasn't worth it. I've really just loved this. I really do believe that every single person I come in contact with teaches me something new about God. When I'm hearing their heart, when I'm hearing about their prayer, when I'm hearing about what he's doing in their life, they reveal something new to me. And I need constant reminders of his goodness. I need constant reminders of his faithfulness. And I find that through friendships that are real witnesses of that. Isn't it cool when you hear about someone's experience of the Lord? It's my favorite thing about retreats, honestly, is, yeah. is to hear what Jesus is doing in someone else's life because it does reveal like a different aspect or dimension of God's character, of God's nature. I see like a different side of his face when I hear what he's doing in someone else's life. I just had a conversation with someone this weekend who I shared a little bit of my prayer and he said, I'm so glad to hear you say that because that confirms for me what God's been saying to me. I think when we share vulnerably, specifically about the Lord, it confirms what God is like. I might be experiencing him in prayer and think, would God actually say that? Or is that really what God is like? But then I hear it from someone else and I think, yeah, he is that kind. Mm -hmm. 
He is that faithful. Of course he would say that because he is so loving, more tender than I thought he was. So we mentioned our summer friendship campaign, mm-hmm. which I am so excited about. And again, yeah. we really like prayed about this and thought about it. And you came up with these really beautiful words that we eventually landed on these three invitational, intentional, and intimate. Yeah. And the campaign is called in because we want you to be included. Yeah. We want like, you to feel are like you in. Yeah. You belong to something. You're on the inside. Yeah. You know? We want you to have that experience of the church and of blessed is she and of friendship that you are in. You're in our hearts. You're in the Lord's heart. You belong to this community. And then to give you sort of a recipe for how to get there in your own life. If you feel like I'm looking at my friendships and I, I don't feel deeply connected to anyone. So how do I get there? Right. We want to solve that. We want to work with the Lord and cooperate with him in helping you find that, helping me find it deeper connections and people who love my heart, people who ask me about my relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Vulnerability and friendship has taught me how to be vulnerable with the Lord. Wow. Like me saying these things about my relationship with Jesus or my relationship with Mike or my relationship with other friends or whatever I'm struggling with, like opening myself up is me realizing I can have these same conversations with my friend Jesus Christ. It's so funny because I'm the opposite. My relationship with the Lord, my vulnerability with the Lord has taught me that I can share my heart. I can show my heart to people. Right. He teaches me how to be in relationship. I just think it's funny that we kind of approach it in a couple different ways. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So we have a couple ways to be involved. All of them are free. Love that. Free is the best. Free, free, free. Wow. Come get your joy, guys. It's free. Literally. I'm just going to make a sign that says, come get joy. It's free. Isn't that crazy? Like those people with free hug signs. All the best stuff is free. Yeah. Joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness. It's all free. free. You can join our free summer gatherings by yourself. You could always do that, but you know where it's better? With a friend. Well, it's basically just three talks at three different times, June, July, and August. Again, you just put it on. It's live. You can watch it after. It's super easy. So we want you to invite over a girlfriend, meet at a coffee shop, watch it on your laptop together, share it with your small group, get together in your small group, watch it with your parish Bible study or women's group or young adult group. We want you to get together and talk about friendship and have like really good, hard, productive conversations about friendship. And we want you to open your heart and allow the Lord to start stirring up a desire for connection and community. I wonder if maybe... Some of that has been like squelched in people's Mm. hearts. Like they've been burned in friendship and they think, you you know, it's not worth it. Or I'll have these friends, but I'll keep them at arm's length. So we want to kind of open up the conversation, but also open up our hearts to the possibility of beautiful, praying friendship. I just want to encourage you that if it's been a struggle If you've been sitting there in a small group and you're like, we're not getting anywhere. What is this even for? What's the point of this? Or I'm scared to do this with people. I just really want to encourage you and I'm going to be praying for you in your heart to be the first person to open up. Because you open up and share a little piece of your heart and share something you've been struggling with or something that's going on in your life or what the Lord's doing in your life will be such 
a witness that I can't even explain it. It will be such a witness to the other women in that room. You don't have to do anything except invite the Lord in. He is in it and he has a plan and he's already working it out. And he's in control. Yeah. We also have this super fun text campaign that we're doing. So So you can sign up today for the next 30 days. I'm going to text you with the most amazing gifts you've ever seen. (gasps) You're using gifts? (laughs) Yeah. Of course you are. They're so fun. Okay. So you're going to text the word friendship, F-R-I-E-N-D-S-H-I-P, friendship to 520-201-8737, 520-201-8737. Open your text message. Yeah. Not while you're driving. Right. And enter the phone number 520-201-8737 and text the word friendship. And you will be signed up for our 30-day friendship campaign full of gifts from Jenna Gizar. I love it. Let me explain a little bit more. It's not just gifts. It's kind of like calls to action (laughs) to grow in friendship. It's so fun. If it was just gifts, I would still sign up. It's the best. There's a pizza gift because one of them is like, order pizza and invite someone over spontaneously. It's just everyone eating pizza. Okay, that is cute. This is what I'm saying. We got to do it. Friends forever. Do you remember that song? No. First of all, that is definitely Saved by the Bell. Oh, I love Saved by the Bell. Talk about friends. <laughs> Who doesn't? They miss the love Jesus part. Yeah, but they did make friends. They did make friends. Yeah. Good job, Saved by the Bell. Zach Morris. <laughs> I think it was Jesse Spano. <laughs> Let's pray. <laughs> and then it was the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your love. I thank you, God, that your heart is wide open to women. Your heart is wide open to each and every one of us. I thank you, Lord, that you live in relationship and in community and that your heart for us is relationship and community. So we ask you to bless our summer, Lord. Bless these friendships that are to come. Deepen the friendships that we already have. I pray that our friendships would become a place of intimate encounter with you. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Good stuff. All right. Love you, Beth. Love you. Talk soon. Later. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for gathering with us here on the Blessed Is She podcast. Send over all your questions using the Anchor app. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us at blessedisshe.net slash community and join us on all your favorite social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I love Twitter. Until next time.